Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. I can only imagine there's a lot of scrambling out there this morning. <laughs> a lot of scrambling. Whoa, whoa. Scramble the troops. Scrambling. Oh, yeah. For Got to get calendar. that gift. Yeah. It's Valentine's yeah. Day, man. I remember being in Menards either the day before or the day of Valentine's last year and seeing they had a little flower of fresh roses in <laughs> at, Menards? at the front of Menards. And I thought, wow. <laughs> But right. you save big money. You're saving there. somebody. <laughs> you say, Ooh, I'm at Menards. Let me pick up some roses. <laughs> you well, didn't do the song. Huh? You didn't do the song. Save big money at Menards. That shows, that shows branding words. Jingle. It is. That is a very effective one of the most effective ones that I that I can think of right now. Jingles have kind of gone it's by been the wayside. Somewhat effective. I never shopped there. I know the song, but I never shopped there. <laughs> you never shopped at Menards. Oh. Rarely do I go oh. to Menards. Is that a locally owned thing? Should I be doing that more? I don't think it's no. locally owned. Mm. No. Mid mid is it a Midwestern gig? I don't know. I, don't I know so. the owners or the founders of it are from the Midwest, but it's I don't I don't think it's a Midwest thing. Because we nobody on the West Coast that I know of saves big money. Yeah. Oh, so maybe it's I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out. <gasps> East Coast. Represent. Do they say big money on the East Coast? <laughs> Or is it just Lowe's and Home Depot? Oh well, no. Nah, I mean, it goes all, all. It goes to Nebraska, Missouri. Oh, it goes all the way to all the way over Young to Thunder. Nebraska. That sounds pretty That's midwest. Still pretty midwest. I know. <laughs> it's just more west than here. <laughs> it goes all the way to Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> Statistically <Okay>. speaking, <laughs> it's That's a the best thing. comment ever. It's a That's midwest. A thing. It Thunder. goes all the way to Iowa City. This is unbelievable. Okay. It's unbelievable. You say some unintentionally hilarious things. Iowa City is more east than Nebraska. Oh, you crack me up. All right. I love you, Young Thunder. You're a good kid. <laughs> I'll just have to take your word for it, I guess. Because you're not showing it. It goes all the way to Barrington. Washazam. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, I believe uh, Menards is based in Wisconsin. Yes. It is. That is up correct. Up there were... Oli and Sven and Lena live. I got a great Sven and Oli joke. I just can't tell it on air because <laughs> it's you, not. Ben. It's not bad. It's just not. If I, I I remember when I threatened to have Mark Larson come in here and tell Sven and Oli jokes a little while ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys, you guys would lose it. I mean, it's one of these fall down cracking up things, man. Well, question. Why did you present to us saying, I have a joke for you, but I can't tell it? Well, because it takes a shot at Wisconsin. <laughs> you can tell it. No. It's fine. No, I love my brothers and <laughs> sisters up there. You you, you stay on their bad side. Yeah. With all I your do. cheese yeah. Just with Anti-packer. Anti-pack. Yeah. I mean, I am, self-admittedly. I am a big, can two things coexist? Can I be a big Jordan Love fan and still a Bear fan? No. Yes. Yes, you can. No. You can't. <laughs> I'll tell you why I love Jordan Love. He oh. sat on the bench. Yeah. Did his time. Yeah. Naysayers galore. Had a horrible start to the season. And now he might prove to be a top five quarterback. In, I mean, in he's very NFL. good. I don't think it's wrong to acknowledge that he's very good. But it's wrong. And be okay if he wins. 
I got to take my cues from Young Thunder you do. on this. If you're going to be a Bears fan, then you can't, oh, for you can't do that. He has, he's the holder of the rules. It's true. I do hold them. Start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, happy Valentine's as much as we're clowning around and having fun in here, love seems elusive for some, right? Could be tough. Certainly does. But, well, uh, I have yes. a question. Yeah. Are you about to go into the next thing? Because we have a little something. Give me a little something. A little something? Making herself laugh no matter who joins her. It's time for Allie Thinks It's Funny. It is Valentine's Day. So I've got some... Uh, some Valentine's jokes for you. Aww. And on holidays, I like to throw in an extra one. So I got three. Oh, one prize pack in three. here. Holidays only. <laughs> this doesn't happen every day. But what did one pig say to the other on Valentine's Day? What did one pig say to the other on Valentine's Day? Hmm. Don't oh. go baking my heart. <laughs> oh, yes. I love no. that. That's a good one. That one got a genuine <laughs> Don't one. Don't go begging my home. What did one tomato say to the other on Valentine's Day? The one tomato say to the other on Valentine's Day? Mm. Can't even think. You make me blush. Yeah. Oh, that, that's close, yeah. but not quite. I love you from my head to my toes. <laughs> I love you from my head to <laughs> my toes. <laughs> I'm speechless. Young oh <laughs> Thunder is chuckled. You're making me chuckle? Yeah. There you go. One more for is. you. Where do you find love? In a grocery store. You're in a grocery store. You uh, want to find love. Where should you go? Oh. Wow. <sighs> go ahead, Allie. Yeah. I'll be. I'll be there for you. <laughs> Outstanding. Did you have that loaded up? I did. Well, she, this is what happened is Allie sent me a little like text message over my computer <laughs> during news saying, I need you to get this song ready. I had no idea why she was going to get it ready. There you so have good. it. A little Valentine's so Day jokes oh, for you. You oh. can get them by texting. Oh, wow. You're already, you know what to do. <laughs> The texts are already going out. Text the word jokes to 312-274-9624. Text wow. jokes, 312-274-9624. When you tell the last one, just have your phone loaded with that song. It really <laughs> adds a little mustard. Boy, it does. It really does. Yeah. I mean, that, was, that was amazing. Me My too. head was spinning in uh, here. Yeah. Well, it's... when she said, I was confused for a minute. It was a good joke because I knew what you wanted me to play and still had no idea how they connected after you said, <laughs> I'll be. Good. There you go. <laughs> Little little uh, Valentine's great. Day humor. Coming up here, minute and a half, Arlene Pelican in the house. You guys ready to rumble? Ready to rumble. No energy? No problem. We have all the energy you need and more. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, Boom Crew, love is in the air. Oh, yeah. What you got for us, Young Thunder? There I got is. love is in the air. Oh, there, love is in the air. Everywhere I look around. Tambourine's a little hot on this recording. 
He's in the recording studio. I'm every watching him do it. I think his mom's on that thing. He's trying to feature her. <laughs> and you I can hear the final. <laughs> yes, you can. Don't know Somebody with more rhythm than me. I'd do four <laughs> measures and then I'd screw this thing up. And it's there when I look in your eyes. Oh, it's another verse. Get to the chorus, my man. Come on. In the whisper of the trees. When you fall in, when you fall in love, it is the whisper of the trees. And it's the thunder of the sea. It's true. Oh, honey. My heart's pounding within me. Don't know. Don't know if I feel safe. That's true. Find another one. It's a red flag. <laughs> Come on now, young thunder. I don't know the song. Yo, you sing anyway. Come on. You sing the melody. Here we go. Ready? No. That's a warm-up for our special guest, Arlene Pellicane, wow. in the studio with me this morning. Sorry, Arlene. That was impressive. Was it? Was it? Is that, what, sure? we, that, is that, is that what we call that? Would you like that to give it a different impressive. name? Oh, that boy. Was, that was good. I like that. This is fun. It's Valentine's Day. Ooh. We got love in the air. What is it about love that gets your heart thumping and you feel the breeze in the trees. What is it about that? God wired us that way, Arlene. It is very true that you just think like, why do I feel this way? I have no idea. And is it sustainable? I think it is sustainable. I, I will say I love what Dr. Gary Chapman had said once that he talked about, well, you know, if you're in that goopy, like I cannot think of anyone else but you kind of state of euphoria all the time, you probably wouldn't get much work done. So that's kind of why it does kind of taper off after the first year or two. But I do think you do, you can get that back. Because I remember when James and I, so we've been married 25 years. Congrats. I remember when we were first married, I honestly was like, you know, he'd ask me, oh, do you want someone to ask us for dinner? You want to go? And I'm like, no, I just want to spend time with you, baby. Like I cannot share you. No one else can talk now to you. Now you take every dinner invite you get. I am the only one I want. You're the only one I want to see. And now we're like, yeah, who can we see? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I had something happen here a couple months ago again. It happens to me because when I met my bride, my heart went full and it hurt. Have you ever heard of the pain of the heart when you're in love? It actually, there's a muscle in there for some reason. Maybe it's just mine. Is it just my heart, guys? Help me out here. But my heart hurt a little bit. And I walked into the home and I saw her and my heart hurt. And I'd like, oh, that's awesome. I, I still love this girl. It's kind of like a, you got a little button. It's like, ouch. Yeah, no, and it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, why is love so elusive right now, Arlene? I think that we have the wrong, uh, many times we have this wrong idea of love. So we think that this love is, is like a movie love or just a love that when you make me feel happy, then I am very much in love. So we, we have this notion that it's all about my happiness. And when love becomes all about my happiness, it's kind of like utilitarian. It's like, okay, if it serves this purpose, I'll keep it in my life. But when it stops serving this purpose, you know, I guess this isn't working. Yeah. So it's this, this elusive love that you're chasing because love does not happen when you say, give, love, 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 love me, love me, love me. It really is much more alive when you say, love you, love you, love you, that you are thinking of meeting the other person's needs. So I think when we can see that, my goodness, love is something that I give 
Love is a commitment. So in marriage, it's a commitment. It's a vow. It's not a feeling. And then you keep that vow and then those feelings follow. But sometimes we're chasing the feelings and we're forgetting about the vow. Right. It's very real. You know, I don't want to in any way misrepresent the power of love. Jesus said, you love because I first loved you. There is a love that is unattainable apart from humble submission to the power of God, the transforming power of his grace that we, we need to spike, don't we, Arlene? Yeah. People need to understand that the power of love is embodied in the person of Christ. Very much so. And, you know, you look at our, our generation, especially younger people, and we're glued to our phones, and the phone is not giving us the power of love. Right. It's giving us instead the power of envy or the power of anger or the power of dissent or, you know, all those things. And it really is, you know, the be still and know I am God. Yeah. And that God is pursuing us. God yeah. is pursuing your children. God is pursuing your grad grandchildren. God wants to show us and lavish his love on us. But it's like, if we are not in that frame to, to receive it, you know, he's trying to get in there, but he's this still small voice and we're, you know, scrolling. And, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Why people are so lonely right now. We spent a day on this last week, a full day on being still and being filled with the spirit because could be that Paul would write us trying to love people well and say, who has bewitched you? That that you began by the power of the Spirit, why are you working out in the flesh? Because we, in the flesh, that means all of who we are power, from the power of God. I can't love my bride, Janan, well. Yeah. But as I'm quiet before the Lord, he can do it. Okay. It's amazing what a prayer like, Lord, help me to like my spouse right now. Yeah. Or Lord, give me the right words. Or yes. Lord, help me not to, you know, go crazy right now. It helps so much. Yeah, it really does. Okay, coming up here in a moment, we are capping off Love Beyond Words. It's a week committed to marriage across the nation. Arlene's at the tip of the spear on this thing. We'll give you those details, resources coming up. Credit's due. Who's doing this number? This is John Paul Young. John Paul Young. John Paul Young. Is he still with us? I've never heard of him before. I think it's a one-hit wonder. Young. Well, that's true. It was a one-hit wonder? That's sad. For sure. All right. It's uh, Love is in the Air, and we're talking with Arlene Pelican today. A lot of fun here. Love having you come in studio like this, Arlene. Okay, let's talk about Love Beyond Words. Love Beyond Words is the theme for National Marriage Week this this year. So National Marriage Week runs from the 7th to the 14th, ending on Valentine's Day. And this year's theme, Love Beyond Words, it's about actions. So when you vowed to your spouse, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, those weren't just words. You weren't just saying that. You are going to back that up with your actions. I think most people want to do that. I think yeah. especially those that are in Christ Jesus, they would say, I want to do that. And they wonder how. Yeah. No, you want to because you want to be fully authentic in that. And and so I think that, first of all, coming to that notion of I can do something yeah. to make my love stronger. I'm not just this passive person. I can actually do something. And, you know, we talk about at National Marriage Week, this rhythm of connecting daily, dating weekly, and getting away regularly. So this daily connection, it doesn't have to be this huge, long thing, but you spend five minutes and you're talking to each other and you're looking at each other and your phones are down 
and you're like, hey, how are you? So for my husband, his love language is touch. My love language is words. How, isn't that funny how they always like, they don't go together. So our daily, <laughs> and, they well, hardly ever go together. And at the start of marriage, you don't want to touch him and he doesn't <laughs> want to affirm you because we usually do the language that we need. That's right. He kept asking me if I wanted my feet rubbed and I'm like, why would I want that? <laughs> In the world, would I want that? So, so now that we are married, I will give him a foot rub at the end of the day. We talk. He listens to me, and And he affirms you. And he affirms me, and we're both very happy. So that's like kind of our little daily ritual. So have like this daily connection ritual, whether it's five minutes after dinner, a little walk, whatever. But that you're connecting with each other, and then the date weekly. I always love to tell people shoot for a weekly date, and you'll probably get once or twice a month, and that will be just fine. Yeah. And research shows that forty eight percent of us uh, that are married that we date at least once or twice a month. So the rest, 52% of people do not date, either they say at all or just a few times a year. What quantifies as a date? So I think if you say, if you got to say it, you can't just be like the grocery store and then go home and be like, oh yeah, I guess that was a date. It was a good time to be together. But if you call it a date, if you say... This is our grocery store date. And then I would think you have to infuse just a little bit into that. Like you need to like maybe have coffee at the grocery store or something. But honestly, it could be a candlelight dinner in your own home with your kids underfoot. But you put the little white tablecloth on and you put the candle. Just something that is a little different and that was on purpose. Like you meant to do it. So it could be as simple as, hey, we take a 30 minute walk together on Friday nights. And that's our little date. Maybe that's the stage that you're at. That's good. And then you graduate to like, hey, we went out to fast food alone. And then that's your next day. And then then you go all the way to Paris. You know, there's a big range here. Right. No, that's a lot of fun. Arlene Pellicane is my guest right now. And Arlene, you've written a ton. Do you have a resource on your heart that people would benefit from? Yeah, I mean, I, in practical ways. I think technology has really kind of ruined a lot of the sweetness of love and marriage. Quick note, I gotta say, I gotta say this: I have felt prompted of the Spirit. We have two campuses. I'm a pastor of 180 Chicago Church. We've got a new campus out in the Burbs. If you're listening to this, you might have heard it on Sunday. I'm going to be calling us for a one day a week fast for a period of time where we get off the devices and off everything. Because I'm telling you, I think technology is the most, I think it's undermining everything, including love. Yeah, because you love what you give your attention to. And we're giving a lot of our attention to our phones, not as much as our spouses. And that is a huge thing. So Calm, Cool, and Connected is my book, Five Digital Habits for a More Balanced Life. And in the book, I ask the question, is your spouse more interesting than your phone? <laughs> and, you know, let's be honest, he's, he or she certainly used to be. But, you know, it's kind of hard for a person to show you like whatever, you know, the phone asks nothing of you. You have no commitment towards it. It's easy to use it. It gives you everything you want. And it's at your every whim. Your spouse isn't like that, you know. Yeah. And if and if there's a challenge that pops up on a screen that kind of tweaks you a little bit, you can swipe it away. That's right. You can. Exactly. But you, you know, something comes up in your family room. You can't swipe that away. No. Yes. And, And then, of course, the benefit. So if I spend all this time with my phone, two and a half hours, as the average person does uh, on social media, what kind of, what does that do to my soul? How does that nourish me as a person or in my soul? How, what kind of joy comes out of that? But what if I just spent a half an hour with a real live person 
and and maybe your spouse, you know, that has such a rich benefit. So we've got to, I love the idea of your, of this one day fast. I think it's worthy. I really do. I mean, I've, I've thought for a long time now, these cell phones, they're a blessing, but they are a curse. They must be used intentionally and they have to be put in their room. <laughs> they must be told you are acting up, go away. That's good. Okay, how in the world do we get a copy of this book into our folks' hands, Super Die? Take it away. Simply go to moodybooks.org, moodybooks.org. Okay, the name of the book again? Calm, Cool, and Connected. Calm, Cool, and Connected. Boy, I'm glad you got that title before someone else did. (laughs) It's really good. And, you know, and for different marriage resources like creative date nights, you can go to marriageweek.org, marriageweek.org. And that's National Marriage Week. And you can find out, you know, let's say you decide, yeah, we're going to go on this date, but we're staring at each other. We have no idea what to do. This will help you. Excellent. We got it, Boom Crew. Love is in the air and it's more than a feeling. It's a choice and we can do it by the power of God. Diving into a central passage here today that uh, captures love in the body of Christ like amazing. All week long, we're tackling evidence of the Holy Spirit. And this is one of the coolest passages of Scripture. I just love this. Probably because I had a problem with alcohol before I was born again. So it's really embedded in my brain. Sure. But uh, look at this, man. Ephesians 5, verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So now we get into the will of the Lord, right? So I want you to walk wise, redeem time. This is the will of the Lord. And do not get drunk with wine. What? Well, hold on a second. How do we go from walking in wisdom to (laughs) not being drunk with wine? Well, watch this. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, let's just stop there and hit a contrast. What an amazing thing. Paul's appeal to be filled up with the Holy Spirit means that we can be intoxicated with wine or we can be intoxicated by the Spirit, implying they both create behavior shifts, right? It's clear that drunkenness leads to debauchery. Yeah. Now, I love this because I, I, when this just dawned on me one day, I'm like, whoa, how do you know someone's drunk? Do they have to have a bottle in their hand, a brown bag over a bottle? That's usually the dead giveaway, right? Because streets of Chicago, a brown bag over a bottle. You know Take what that a is. wide turn around <laughs> this guy. And, or do they need to be walking out of a watering hole at closing time? No. You can watch someone walking down the sidewalk in Chicago and go, oh, he's intoxicated. She's intoxicated. Just that that evident, right, Allie? And that's why they, when they pull people over, they have them try to walk to see if they can walk in a straight line. Boom. So what Paul's saying here is that just like wine, and by the way, this isn't a proof text for not drinking. It's a proof text for not being drunk, obviously. But it is a proof text for the impact of whatever's filling you and its ability to shape your behavior. 
So he goes on to say, but be filled with the Spirit, comma. This is how you're going to know it. Just like you see a drunk guy walking down the sidewalk, this is how somebody who's intoxicated with the Holy Spirit is going to behave. Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Oh, let me back up. I missed a whole chunk. Addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord in your heart. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. And I love this passage because one of the greatest fruits of the Spirit is love. We know this from Galatians 5, but I think one of the greatest proof texts that love is the greatest, possibly the greatest fruit of the Spirit is in 1 Corinthians 13. Because if you say, man, I can preach a message. Man, I can serve kids. Man, I can do radio. Man, I can fill in the blank, but have not love. Clang. Or a clanging gong. Got to get a clanging gong in here. Love. And then you build on that, that the manifestation of this love is to go with your brothers and sisters into that worship service this weekend. And this is my appeal to you, Boom Crew. Get so filled up with the Holy Spirit that you are not even concerned. If you can carry a tune in a bucket, you are there to worship God and encourage the saints who are hurting more than they're showing on the outside. You know, I remember being in a, when I was singing in the choir at Chicago Tabernacle, yeah. my church, this was years ago. And choir practice, we always started with a time of prayer and worship and I was sitting in one of the pews. It was the old school. We were in a different building. It was the old school brown wooden pews, the yeah. hardbacks. And there was a woman sitting behind me as we were worshiping. And we were all, wasn't like led by a song or a worship leader. It was just kind of spontaneous. And I could hear the woman's voice behind me, almost in my ear. And she was just worshiping and pouring out her love to the Lord. But I was so blessed by it. Yes. And it was so simple. And she just was saying, I love you, Lord. I love you so. It was just such spontaneous worship. And I just was, I don't even think I uttered a word as I just let her spirit of worship kind of pour over me. Boom, Allie. And it was such a blessing. This was probably 10 years ago, and I still remember it vividly. So beautiful. My appeal to you is to begin to worship differently across Chicagoland. I think a common experience is we go in thinking, this is my opportunity to worship. There's others around me worshiping here, but this is my opportunity to connect with God. This is why we can get derailed and go, well, that's not my kind of song. Forget that. It's not about you. (laughs) It's not. It's now I get it. We all have different preferences of songs. That's awesome. But my brothers and sisters hear me this morning. You want to have evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in your life? Become so filled up with the Holy Spirit that when you go into worship this weekend, you're singing from the bottom of your belly and you're lifting your voice no matter how on pitch or off pitch it may be with an eye to minister to others. I digress for a moment, but it's important. My bride's doing a deep dive with a group on the impact of trauma on people's lives, and she just down debriefed with me last night. Man, I was so encouraged to hear this. I needed to hear it. 
The impact of what happens in the first seven years of our life is undeniable. Brain scientists know this, and Christian counselors who really help people dig into what's been shaping you, what's been directing you. And, and I'm going to share this today, and it's a hard one to share because men don't like to share this stuff for the record, but I'm going to give it to you. My, or my, I, my bride's saying, you know, you know, first seven years of our life really shapes us. And I'm thinking, wow, shoot, only real memory I have of the first seven years of my life is Great Alaska Earthquake. And it impacted me in one way that's for years I was embarrassed. And then I realized that eh, it's just a result of being in a broken world. I'll give it to you in a minute and a half. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Ah, man, I hate sharing this. You ever have stories you, you need to share, but you hate sharing it? Yes. But my brothers out there got my back. If it's true, and it is, that a lot of our lives, the way we see life, the way we process things that are going on is shaped through trauma in our early years. And I have a problem tracking down almost anything from my early years, except one thing. My first recollection of life is my trauma. First one. So what's the date of the Great Alaska Earthquake? Somebody check it out check and get out. some of the facts and figures on this. But it was on uh, time of day, too. If you could pull that bad boy up. But it was Good Friday, wasn't it? Yes. March 27th of 1964, so that would add up. It's, it's a Good Friday earthquake, and I was watching in black and white TV. I think it's Fireball XL9 or X19 or something 5.36 like that. p.m. 5.36 p.m., sure yeah. enough. And it hit a magnitude of 9.2. 9.2. Out of 10. 9.2. One of the whoppers, guys. I'm looking at pictures of this. I mean, it's, it's insane. It is. So... The, the date again, uh, 64, right? Yeah, March Correct. 27th, 1964. Okay, so I am, I am almost four years old. It's my first recollection of life, and I remember every bit of it. How weird is that to be aw awakened from your passive years to this? All of a sudden, guys, no joking, I'm watching this TV, and this rocket takes off. On the TV. On, on the, the TV, an animated rocket. At about that time, the TV does a full crash on the floor right in front of me. Now, instantly, I'm thinking, whoa, that's real. <laughs> that was a real rocket. Yeah. I get up. I sprint into the kitchen because now the house is moving under me. And I see my mom, and she's always got her act together. She's full panic mode. She's got her hands on cabinets. She's holding cabinets. Dishes were being washed in the sink. Soap suds are flying in the air, right? Water just shoom, shoom. The house is going back and forth. My dad's doing a brake job on a, on a Rambler, a, a car. He's underneath a Rambler. Oh, I was hoping oh, you weren't wow. going to say that. And he got out. He had, a, he had one of those creepers. They that's what they call them. Yeah, those it was like wheel a little rigs. Scooter, yeah, just, little things. Yeah. And he slid out from under that bad boy. He grabs my sister. I didn't see this part. He throws my big sister underneath his arm. And after the fact, there's grease handprints on both sides of the stairwell where dad was trying to get out of the stairwell with my big sister under his arm. And he comes staggering out to the front porch now, and he's yelling, get us out, Eva, get Carl. My first recollection, we go outside. 
We're standing in the center of our front yard, and I'm watching the house swing back and forth. Now, two stories of masonry fireplace crumbles to the ground. Trees are whipping back and forth so much. This was the problem with this earthquake is not only 9.2, it went for over three minutes. It's a really long time that for an earthquake. That feels like eternity. Three <laughs> minutes. I mean, usually earthquakes last less than a minute in total yeah. on, the, on the, the, the big shake, you know? And then the ground split open in front of us, guys. Not big, not to swallow you, but when you're almost four years old, you think it's going to. I mean, I'm seeing some of these gaps on the, on, yeah. in pictures of street split. And I mean, those, those holes would have looked pretty scary. <laughs> Four, minute, four minutes, 38 seconds. Oh, four, four minutes, minutes yeah. 38 seconds. And it seconds. remains the most powerful earthquake ever recorded mm-hmm. in North America. The second most powerful in the world. Wow. So here I am. And here's the crazy thing, guys. Couldn't stop wetting my bed, being honest with you, for a few years. Too many more. I'm too embarrassed to tell you how long it went, being honest. Mom and dad were so good to me. We'd have tremors for months after this. I'd be just screaming. So would my big sister. Not as much as me. I'd just start screaming. Good mom and dad. One of them was in there lickety split. My dad in his underbunders. No time to put on the PJs. He's in his underbunders giving me a big old hug. Going, it's going to be all right, son. Times he'd cry with me. And I would tell dad, dad, don't let it happen again. Don't let it happen again, dad. Because you think dad's got the ability to right. stop dad this can thing. stop it, yeah. And, and that's minuscule compared to some trauma that people are walking into church with every week that they have from childhood or early teens or tweens or, or a parent that wasn't there to hug them after they'd been abused. Or maybe the parent that was the abuser. No, listen to me, Boom Crew. When we walk in to a worship service, we are ministers of health and healing. The songs you're singing. And you know what? I do this spontaneously from time to time. I'm going to start formalizing it more. I think it is healthy. For men to shoulder up with other brothers and throw an arm around and sway as you got one hand lifted to God and one arm around a brother and you're singing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yeah. I think that I think that we really have lost something there in kind of the that view of, well, masculinity means that we don't throw arms around each other, you know, because... I mean, in Jesus's time, they greeted each other with a holy kiss. Yes. Because they loved each other like brothers. And that that tie was inseparable. We need to be inseparable like that with our brothers and sisters with sisters. We've got a don't ask, don't tell worship service, generally speaking. What do you mean by that? That's an old, it's an old. It's an old Clinton statement when they were wrestling with sexuality in the armed forces. Don't ask, don't tell. But in a practical way, we're way too individual when we come and worship. We keep our our everything that's within us to ourselves when we get into communal worship times. And it needs to change, doesn't it, guys? I think that's really fair. It's a good point. I'm telling you, we need to change. 
This, yes, it's, yes, worship is for you, but it's for others. It's when we are not intoxicated with wine, but we're filled with the Spirit, you will know it because the evidence of the Holy Spirit is you're going to sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs to God and to one another. And someone might experience healing. Huge. Just by your worship. Yes. You might say, does that happen? Yeah, it does. I'm at Promise Keepers in Dallas, Texas, in Texas Stadium. And we're singing a song. I forget which one it was. And we're locking arms, all these brothers, arm in arm, worshiping these songs, tears flowing, guys getting healed. Every Sunday should be a healing service. But not without the power of the Holy Spirit. It won't happen. Got to be filled up, man. So spend some time this weekend, drink up the Holy Spirit, be filled. You say, how oh, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. And we will sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another and to the Lord. And healing, encouragement. Goodness sakes, we need each other, guys. New to the show? We're glad you're here. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, we got a question that we're going to get some. Uh, we're going to get some calls in on this, and then, in order to collect these calls up, we've got the crooner in the house, and he's going to sing a classic here for us. So, Allie, you got a great question. Yeah, I'm going to set it up with a story. I want to take you back to uh, Valentine's Day many, many years ago. This was before my husband and I got married. We were dating. Valentine's Day that year happened to fall on the night of a big basketball game on campus. He was a a, pr- a pretty good college basketball player. He was the big man on campus. He was the man it's for true. basketball. Tony Romo was the football guy. Let's be straight. Henry was big, super college Stud muffin. Yeah. He, was right. a, he was a great college player. He was one of the top five scorers in the nation for three years in a row. And so this was a big game. It was a home game. I made it to the game. I sat there and it was a close game. And it came down to him at the line with free throws to win the game. This was a great position to, for us to be in because he was a 90% plus free throw shooter. Oh, no, I feel something bad coming on Step here. to the line. And it seemed like this is going to go our way. Well, he clanked one, and then he clanked two, oh. and lost the game, broke a very long streak of made free throws, and everyone around me looked at me and went, happy Valentine's Day. This is probably not going to be a great night. <laughs> so remember wow. waiting for him Man. after the game ended, and he walks out, and he's really sullen. And then, you know, college campus, we leave the gym together and, you know, we take a walk and he's really trying his best, but he is really, really sad. (laughs) Well, you can't blame him. He can't snap out of it. No. And that was the Valentine's Day that wasn't. So here's what we're asking you. It could be a Valentine's Day. It could be just a, a, a date that you remember that, boy, it just did not go at all how you had planned. Funny date fails. 312-274-9624. Do you have one of those? Oh, boy. Started out okay, but you remember it for all the wrong reasons. 312-274-9624. Obviously, funny stories only. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than any one that you adore and love 
is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. Super Dye's turn. Here we go. song Come on now, second verse, same as the first. Here we go, Young Thunder, take it away. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see V is very, very extraordinary E is even more than anyone that you adore And love is all that I can give to you Love is more than just a game for two Two in love can make it Take my heart and please don't break it Love was made for me and you Love was made for me and you Love was made for me and you Thunder, I love that song. It's a good you do one. a good job. Super Die, thanks you. for the horns. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, Couldn't sure. do it without her. Man. More than welcome. It's amazing <laughs> how you can just nail those notes. <sighs> I'm working hard. With no warm-up. No warm-up. Okay, coming up, minute and a half. We're taking your calls. Funny date fails. Could have been Valentine's Day or any other day. 312-274-9624. There might be Carl and Crew prize pack in the offing here. Wise men say Only fools rush in But I can't help Love songs, man. Falling in love I, It doesn't matter what genre it is. Rap, rock, country. What yeah. percent of songs would you guess are love songs, Allie? Oh, man. 85 plus. 85 percent plus. Might be right. I think so. Is there, a da- is there a data point on that? Let me see if the stat man can find something. Stat man. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Taking your calls this morning. We're asking for your funny date fails. 312-274-9624. I just don't think I've ever had one, Allie. Well, that's great. My wife's screaming at the phone right now. <laughs> Would she beg to differ? Oh, I'm sure I've blown it. You know, it's easy to blow it because expectations are so different for everybody. So we're asking you, what's a big date fail? Matthew, first time caller, Orland Park. What do you say, my man? Hey, guys. Love you guys. Uh, yeah, so this story goes back a few years. Um, my wife and I finally were able to go on a nice date. 
Uh, we had two young kids at the time, and my wife's favorite uh, dessert is the peach milkshakes at Chick-fil-A. So after dinner, those must be good. good. Oh, they're so good. They actually use real peaches, which is, I think, the key ingredient. Yeah, <laughs> wow. that's great. But, uh, yeah, so we're in the drive-thru, and I was talking with my wife, and the lady in front of me must have uh, put her car in park. And in my my subconscious, I must have thought that, like, she took her foot off the brake and was going forward. Oh, no. And I wound up rear-ending her <laughs> right in front of the Chick-fil-A worker who jumped out of her seat in shock and awe and screamed, and then, the, of course, the lady I hit had a brand new van and was very upset at me. And, yeah, long story short, we had to exchange insurance and all that good stuff. And But uh, oh. we, we made it home okay. <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> you're a the you're way a, I wanted. You're a good man. Matthew, did your wife get the milkshake after all that? Did she get <laughs> the milkshake? Yeah, yeah, she did, but okay. uh, she did not drink at that time. <laughs> oh. Lost the appetite just a little bit. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, peaches don't taste so good. Matthew, I'm sorry. I hope this makes you feel a little bit better because we got a Carlin Crew prize back for you, my man. Thanks for calling, Matthew. I have never heard of anyone, Matthew. I got to tell you, you're the first. Never heard of anyone rear-ending someone in a drive-thru. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it makes makes a good story. Matthew, I got to tell you, I don't want you to feel so bad because I've done the same thing in drive-thru. I I haven't actually gotten to the point of hitting a person in the car, but I've had to slam on my brakes a couple of times because – of looking at the window, grabbing my thing, and then the assumption that the person in front of me has completely moved out of the way. And so oh, I've, yeah. I've done the same thing. Don't feel bad. Oh, good. Uh, I'm a good company. <laughs> oh, yes, good. you are. Matthew, first-time <laughs> caller from Orland Park. Stay on the horn, man. We're going to get you Carlin Crew prize pack. Got a question for you. Do you have a funny date fail? Could be Valentine's Day or any other day. 312-274-9624. This is Tasha Layton. It's called Never. Good morning, Boom Crew. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh boy. Why am I nervous right now? Why are you nervous? About five minutes ago said a funny date story. I don't think I've ever had a funny date story. Or a fail. Or a fail. And we do have someone who's on the phone right now who sees it a little bit differently, who thinks maybe you have had at some point in time, Carl, a a date fail. (laughs) Uh, Carl's bride, Janan. Let's let's bring you in. Is Carl accurate when he says he's never had a date fail? Is that is that a true statement? (laughs) Um, You guys know me. I'm not like a kind of call-in kind of person, but I'm like, I have to get this cleared up. <laughs> Let me clear this up. Janan, tell us how it really how it really went down. So we are um, pretty new in our dating, and he decides to take me um, fishing in Alaska. And so he's like, we have to get up super early to get the good fish and get the good holes. And so um, I'm all excited. I have never done this before. So I'm wearing Ked tennis shoes and a jacket, and his mom's like, well, I'll pack the lunches. So anyway, um, his friend Mark is taking us, and first thing is we climb in the truck, and I have to have my feet on top of all these, like, animal traps. uh, Yeah, my buddy Mark's a trapper. (laughs) 
Yeah. Just, and so yeah. my feet were up high on these really disgusting things. What and I'm did like, it okay, smell like know. in there, babe, in that cab of that what? truck? No, it stunk yeah. so bad. Because he so uses fox urine for bait. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, so I'm like, okay, no problem. So we get to the place, and we have to forge through a marsh. And both of them have on fishing boots, and I have head tennis shoes. Oh, no. So I'm, no. I'm just cold, and I'm like, and my feet are all wet. And Carl's like, oh, no problem. I got a blanket here. We'll wrap you up. And so we get out on this lake and the guys both eat their lunches and then I was hungry for mine but there wasn't a third one they they, they had eaten and then there was no food for me but instead of like let's go back and get her fed it's like you know guys with fishing it's like let's keep going and and I'm just trying because I don't know Carl super super well so I'm trying to be super sweet super patient then then like mosquitoes in Alaska are bad oh, no. and there's no repellent and so Anyway, I thought, okay, just be patient. This will end soon. Well, then they decide to go across the lake to the other side. Now, this has been, to be fair with my bride, it's been, now it's afternoon, and we left at 6 a.m. <laughs> oh, no. And, and I lost my temper. I'm like, no, I'm hungry. I'm cold. I'm mosquito bit. I'm like, we're going back. So that was like his first time seeing can, another can side I, to me. Can I say, <laughs> let me add something here, babe. Oh, Remember Mark, my buddy Mark, he doesn't speak a lot. He just kind of grunts. And... He turned around in the front of the boat. I'm in the stern of the canoe. It's a canoe. By the way, there's water in the bottom of the boat. Wasn't there, babe? And there were only two seats, and those are for the paddlers. Oh, boy. I thought I had the blanket under her. and it's stucking and cold. Yeah. So, well, anyway, we get back. His mom is feeling so terribly bad. So she runs me this, um, this hot bath. And I get in it and turn on the jets, and it's shooting black stuff out at me. (laughs) The jacuzzi broke. Oh, Janine, no. So, anyway, so so Carl says he's never taken me on a bad day. I just had to clarify this, and that's all I've got to say. Thank you, <laughs> Janine, Carl's bride of 30, yes. how many years? How 36. many years now? 36, 36. years? 36 and a half. 36 and, and a half Hey, it, it all worked out, it, but um, yeah, I was just cracking up because he's like, I can't remember a bad day, and I'm like, oh, I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> Good oh, job. Hello. Good job hanging in there and being patient oh, for the good stuff. Thank you, That's awesome. Wow. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Aww. Day. I love you, babe. I'll do better tonight. We ain't going fishing. Carl, how did you forget about I, that one? I don't know. That was early on and she and she kept dating you. Yeah. That's really good. The yes. animal traps and the mosquitoes and the, well, and the no fox lunch urine and hello, buddy Keds, my, my buddy Mark. He's <laughs> your buddy Mark stole her lunch. My my bride, honestly, she does not get angry, and if she does, sure. it's over the top. Yeah. And when she said no, because we were we were paddling, trolling for lake trout, we were nailing them, <laughs> and. She was getting some on too, so I thought she's happy. She's Even having fun. Kind of I think she's having fun. And when my buddy, buddy Mark, he hasn't said a few words all day. When he, uh, when she kind of lost it there, she he looked back at me over his shoulder. He goes, "Little lady's upset." <laughs> <laughs> That's all. You he better pay said. attention. <laughs> oh man, That's, that's oh, a fail. Oh boy, a fail. Yeah. It was the the first thing I knew. I thought, oh shoot, I'm putting her in Mark's truck, and the, the fox urine smell was overwhelming. <laughs> and the animal oh. traps. Yeah, she had her feet up on the traps. Wish Uber was a thing back then. Just yeah. get a ride from Uber. 
And this is a that was a rough date. I stand corrected. Give me a love song here, quick, man. Give me something. Uh, a love song, okay. Anything. All right, uh, let's see what we got. <laughs> there it is. Perfect. On the lake, we can hear <laughs> Whitney singing over the trees. <laughs> you could. Janine could. <laughs> I actually feel horrible about that. Do you still feel horrible? No, I do. I, mean, <laughs> I know you do. Awful. I know it was you awful. do. <laughs> and then when the jacuzzi tub broke, my mom was just absolutely triply mortified. Oh, oh sure, because sure she's. Your mom I mean, took it, yeah. well, she's was it the first time she's they met. She's like, "This is a fantastic it. girl. I'm trying to fix this for my knucklehead son." Yeah. And now we got the jacuzzi <laughs> just broke. Never broke. Hilarious. Broke on my wife. So they're boiling. Now the hot water's out of the thing. My dad fixed the jacuzzi. He got no hot water. So they're boiling hot water on pots and pans in the ki- in the kitchen. Oh, man. Making herself laugh no matter who joins her. It's time for Allie Thinks It's Funny. What if we hung Allie out to dry on one of these segments? Just, just hang didn't her out play the theme? No, we just... No, we just went <laughs> like total, that? no. She tells a joke. We do nothing. Oh. That's happened before. <laughs> no, I know. I I always think they're funny. See, I can't Allie hold it back. You never she... told a joke in a segment. There's always been one that's been a hit for me. There's, I, it doesn't bother me if nobody laughs, but it's happened. It might have been when you were out. I think it I was told, when you I, were I, out. I, I, Young Thunder and Super Die didn't get my humor while yeah. you were gone. Oh, yeah, there was some particular jokes. They were hard. I mean, I got to be honest. It's Allie thinks it's funny, not Young Thunder. One of thinks them funny. left the room. Oh, yeah, I did leave the room. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, well, the one, one thing about Young hands. Thunder is you don't get gratuitous. You don't get gratuitous laugh out of nope. me either, but Young Thunder just plays it straight. He's a tougher audience, and I'm yeah. okay with that. I'm, I like the challenge. You made me laugh on all three of your jokes last time. Well, good. Now. Let's see if we can. Let's go for one out of three for this one. I, want, I don't want to <laughs> manage expectations Play it low. Here. All right. When should you ask someone out on a coffee date? When is the ideal time to ask someone out on a coffee date? I can't. I can't even uh, wager. Valentine's Day humor here. All of these jokes. Okay. Only when you like them a latte. <laughs> Only when you like them a latte. <laughs> oh, that was good. No, that was good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, in fact, somebody's gonna use that today. I like you a latte. I think Young Thunder. I I think he's gonna laugh at this one. Ah, uh-huh. I'm ready. What did the pasta say to the tomato? What did the pasta say to the tomato? Mm. I love it when you get saucy. (laughs) 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 Wow. Young Thunder. Yeah. You you laughed at that I one. did. I give Barely. you I give you an eight that for the presentation. I give you I a three for the joke. I love it when you get saucy, the pasta to the tomato. Like that's it's good. It's the way you, you said it. You said I love it when you get a saucy. saucy. <laughs> All right. So hold on. Hold on. We got a third one. Yeah, I know the music ran out. I got to start oh, over. Okay. All right. And he's gonna the whole thing he reintroduces at the beginning. I gotta wait a little bit. It's okay. He's probably I can tell this one dry. There you go. Okay. What did the snail? say on Valentine's Day when his call went to voicemail. What did the snail say on Valentine's Day when his call went to voicemail? Snail? Snail. I don't know. I just crawled to say I love you. <laughs> I just crawled. That's awesome. 
<laughs> precious, actually. Precious funny humor. joke. That was if good. you want some jokes to tell, <laughs> text the word jokes to 312-274-9624. Text jokes, 312-274-9624. Crank it up, man. This is a great song. I just crawled to say I love you. <laughs> No summer's high. A little Stevie Wonder for you. Oh, yeah. No warm July. This guy can still sing as well as no he always did. Yeah. Old Stevie Once Wonder. He's got to be in his 70s. He has to be. No autumn breeze. No falling. 73 years old. Bless his heart. Not even time for birds to fly. To southern sky. No Libra sun. No Halloween. Did I hear horoscopes in there? Maybe. We said no. no so it's okay. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> but what it is. To fill your heart like no three words could ever do. This is a precious song. I just crawled, crawled. to say, <laughs> Oh no. I love you. I'm seeing the snail right now. I just crawled, crawled. to say how much I do I see an animated snail. I do see this I do. I just crawled. He's got half his body out. <laughs> Swaying back and forth. I love you, and I mean it from the bottom of my shell. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Super Die. Thanks for coming along with me. That was a great set of jokes. All six were funny today. Text jokes to 312-274-9624. Yeah, that's great. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this show cast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.